Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon. With me as always is Caleb and we are jumping into another month of Awesomely Bad. Uh, we're going to be talking about a TV show for the first time in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get to it though, uh, Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been able to keep up with The Last of Us, so watch the latest stuff with that. Um, You know, the one thing that bugs me a little bit is when shows, uh, I guess you would say get off track. Um, And this is kind of the second time they've done this with the show. Uh, You'll kind of understand what I say here when I use this example. Um, Do you remember what the lowest rated episode of Stranger Things was? Yeah, the the one where um, Eleven goes and finds her quote-unquote sister. Yeah, and and they focus on that the entire time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Side quest. Side quest, yeah. (laughs) So basically, that's kind of what they did with this one, uh, this latest episode, is that it was kind of like another Mm -hmm. side quest one where the whole... 97% Mm -hmm. of the episode was like a flashback. And it's just like, you can't, you can't do that when five of your other seven episodes have been quote unquote normal. Like you can't take a whole episode and flashback. Like you can go back and forth a little bit here and there, but that gets a little annoying to me. So, cause it completely like changes where you left off. Like they left off with a really dramatic ending last time and then they throw you back in and then they do a huge flashback and it's like, come on, I I came into this ready with, with a certain mindset, you know, ready for a certain mood. And then you completely like, you know, throw a curveball. Come on. Mm -hmm. So that's my complaint there. Um, I haven't really been watching anything else, but something that we don't talk about maybe enough on this show. I don't really know how we get, could incorporate it more, but uh, I did go movie hunting today. So, uh, which doesn't sound much to maybe the typical listener, but if you are a laser disc or CED enthusiast like ourselves, um, I found a little... <laughs> I finally found some in the wild, some CEDs specifically. I think the only thing I found before this was like the movie Patton, General Patton or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think that? it was last year you found it. Yeah. Ran, super random. Um, but yeah, this year I found a, a small, decent stash and uh, I was able to buy some. But the one I'm most excited about that was in my group of five CEDs was uh red dawn which wow. is actually like one of my top favorite movies i don't know if i'd say like top five but i'd probably be comfortable in top 10 definitely top 15 movies so i'm uh looking forward to that one when i get home rock did you know for the ced they had two um best of college football disc uh no i did not know that uh, they're both Pretty old games, I think. Um, you I gave think the me one. One has like, or is that something different? Maybe just highlight of specific games. Yeah, I think they give you the one that has like an old Army Navy game on it. 
Yeah, there's an old Navy game on there, yeah. Yeah, and then another one has a couple Rose Bowl games on it. Nice. Nothing with Michigan, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the other disc, but I've seen it on eBay and stuff. But it's usually not too pricey. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they also made Super Bowl and, like, year and review disc as well. I think I have all those. Yeah. Fun stuff. And those are hard to find in the yes. wild. So I've learned. So what about you, though? What's uh, your week been like? Oh, gosh, I watched a fair amount of stuff. I finally finished watching Ballers. Right. Um, it kind of ended in a weird way. I don't know. It was the last season wasn't very good. It's like I didn't really know what it wanted to do and kind of just stumbled into an ending. Mm. Uh, we've been watching Friends because we just watch the same shows over and over and over. Um, I started watching this show on Netflix called Outer Banks. Okay, I heard about that. Uh, it's about yeah, it's about like these teenagers in you know the Outer Banks, North Carolina. Um, and there's like the poor kids and the rich kids and like these poor kids. Uh, the one main character's dad like goes missing, and he ends up stumbling across like all these clues and everything for like this uh hidden treasure. Oh. And like they try to go through all the stuff of finding that and then like uh a bunch of a bunch of crazy stuff happens, but there's some recognizable people in it. Uh the guy played Josh Porter on the office. You remember Josh Porter? It was Jim and Andy's boss in Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's in it. Chat, um, wasn't it? Wait. Oh, yeah, his name was Josh. I thought his name yeah. was like Chad. Or the something. poor man's Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he's known around Michael's condo. Um, yeah, there's a couple other people, too, where you look at, you'll see him and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen them on other stuff before. But I think I'm about done with the first season. It's one of those shows where you really have to pay attention to it, so... Uh, mm. It's just trying to find the time to watch it. Yeah, I'm trying. Like to I started find... watching it last night, and I just my mind just wasn't like ready for it. I guess I kept like spacing out. I was just too tired. I think, but yeah, yeah. I think I'm like episode nine, season one, or something into it. I mean, they're like hour long episodes, so but it's been pretty good. Uh, and then A&E came back with their WWE Legends series, and they did one on the NWO. I watched that. That was pretty decent. It wasn't. I didn't really learn anything I didn't already know. So, uh, And then I also did one about Jake the Snake Roberts, and that was pretty good. Uh, I mean, most of the stuff I knew about him, too, but he's had like, a really interesting life. Uh, and then I watched Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Rock. And uh, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it it was entertaining. I didn't think it was like super great. I didn't think it was like terrible, but it was entertaining. No. Uh, and then the last thing I watched was the Brendan Fraser movie, uh, The Whale. Oh, okay. That just came out not too long ago. He's actually nominated for an Academy Award for it. Yeah. Uh, and he was really good in it. And did you know Sadie sings in it too? Yes, I did. From Stranger no, Things. Yeah, I saw um he when it was at a film festival or something, like Brendan Fraser got a standing ovation and she was like a few seats away from him. And I was like, 
Oh, that's kind of random. Why is she sitting near him? And then I saw she was listed on the yeah. movie. So, yeah, he did a really good job in that. And you know, I'm, I feel like Brendan Fraser's his career is getting like a renaissance now. And mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of a was people our age were like, you know, I always liked him, and I always thought he was a pretty good actor. What happened to him, kind of thing. And uh-huh. I was getting more attention. And then, I mean, after this movie, he was so good in it. Mm-hmm. He was always one of those guys that, like, every movie he was in, he did a good job, even though if it wasn't a good movie. Yeah. You know, even stupid, silly movies like Encino Man, he was good in that. That's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, and then he got more serious movies that he did at a younger age, like uh, School Ties. He was really good in that. Hmm. Like, that was him and, like, Matt Damon, like, facing off with each other. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't think so. I think I've seen it like back in the day when we had movie rental places. (laughs) I think I saw it on the shelf. Yeah, he plays like a Jewish um, kid back in the 50s or something like that. And he goes to like a a Catholic school, I think. He's like recruited to play football because he's like a really good quarterback. So they kind of keep it secret that he's Jewish. And then like the guys find out and there's a whole bunch of prejudice and stuff. Interesting. But, yeah, it's he does a really good job in that. But yeah, that's I think that's pretty much it for me. Oh, on YouTube, I've been watching this guy that do food reviews. His name is uh, Dame Drops, mm-hmm. and I didn't know like this guy had a bigger career than what he does. I thought he just did YouTube videos, but he has like a Netflix show and stuff. Oh, really? Called Fresh Fried and I can't remember. Fresh Fried and. Crispy or something like that. Bonafide. Best. And he's been a judge on that. Is it cake? Okay. But I don't know. You might have seen him before. He's a big black guy. He has like this big black beard, the big white streak in the middle of it. Hmm. Doesn't ring but, a bell. Uh, he's hilarious. Because he, he starts off, he, he's been doing a series where he looks up, because he lives in Connecticut, where he looks up like the worst rated restaurant in a state for like a certain kind of food. Like, he did one for, like, the worst-rated burger, and then he goes there and he tries it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then he does a Yelp review at the end of it. Oh, really? So, he, it's like, yeah, so either, some, a lot of times, though, he'll go and it's not that bad. Or, like, he's gone to other ones where it was, like, actually really good, so then he leaves them, like, a really good review. <laughs> nice. But it, it's kind of funny. He's a really He's a really good writer, and he's very good at explaining things, but he's also pretty hilarious. Yeah, well, that helps out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, a decent sized list this week, making up for last week. <laughs> <laughs> but are you ready to jump in the world of Baywatch Nights? I was not prepared, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. I don't think anybody was prepared. I don't think Hasselhoff was prepared. Let's do it. <laughs>
so Baywatch Nights, uh, season two, episode twelve. It is called Frozen Out of Time, and it's from nineteen ninety-seven. Um, the plot for this is Mitch, Ryan, and Griff investigate strange incidents in which two frozen nine hundred-year-old Vikings arrive in Los Angeles from Iceland for thawing, and they immediately come to life and restart their feud. That is the most ridiculous plot I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, man, we've heard some good ones. That's definitely in the top. Man, I used to watch Baywatch with my dad back in the day because like, it was it was syndicated, so it'd be on like I don't know Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, like Saturday afternoon. I don't remember when it was on, but I used to watch it a lot, and I knew even then like the episodes were just dumb. <laughs> But this is 1997. This would have been like in the height of watching Baywatch. I don't remember Baywatch Nights existing. Yeah, <laughs> granted, dude. it was only out for two seasons, but I don't. As big even... as Baywatch was back then, like I don't remember this existing. I don't understand how it got two seasons. Like maybe <laughs> season one was more realistic, but man, holy season smokes. one! Season one was a straight up like detective show. Mm-hmm. where it had a couple different characters in it and it was more formulated around like reality and like you know crime and like drug lords and stuff like that so think more like miami vice okay kind of well the ratings weren't doing very well so they changed it to like supernatural entities oh gosh and stuff i think trying to capitalize on the success of the x-files okay and yeah it was done after the second season. Okay, uh, that, which I'm surprised that makes it lasted sense. that long. Yeah, well, I'm that surprised makes... it made it to this episode that we are reviewing today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of thinking of it, and it's just like, how many things did you run out of to get to this point? <laughs> like, okay, here, here's seasons. here's the idea, guys. We're gonna find two Vikings in ice, and we're gonna unthaw them, and then they're gonna like be mad at each <laughs> other and fight each other. That's that's the idea. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, before we get too far, we got the cast. We got David Hasselhoff as Mitch Buchanan. Uh, Angie Harmon as Ryan McBride. Eddie Cibrian. That's something to guess how you say that. Yeah. Cibrian as Griff Walker. Uh, Donna DiErico, who's not in this episode, as Donna Marco. Uh, Dorian, Dorian Gregory as Diamond Teague and Sven Ole Thorson as um, one of the Vikings. Viking number one. And there's a reason why I have him in the credits and um, not the other guy. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that when um, I do the trivia and facts and stuff rock but uh this isn't the first time i've watched this show but it is the first time i've watched this episode and i watched it twice to make sure you know i watched it on monday and then usually we record on wednesday night we're recording on thursday night and i was like you know i better watch it again just to make sure i didn't miss anything or forget stuff didn't miss any important Um, details in this nonsense right and i think the second time around made me realize how little this episode accomplishes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, dude, I had that. In my dude, notes. like the first, okay. What is it? Like a 
40 minute episode because mm-hmm. Baywatch was a, technically like an hour long show with commercials and stuff. So like 40 minutes. Yeah, it was like 40. Um, yeah. Dude, the first half of this, like nothing happens. Mm-mm. Yeah. In the first half, the only thing that happened was they found the bodies in the ice, but you don't even see that part. They have the bodies in the science area and they have all these like cool lights going off and doctors and scientists and everything and then the first cool in quotes <laughs> yeah i'm doing quotes as i say it um but then uh the first viking escapes and that's close to halfway through the episode and that that is the only thing to note that happens is that he wakes up and escapes yeah and dude the sh- the show starts off with the Baywatch Nights logo and then we get a bunch of stock footage <laughs> <laughs> of like some something like a glacier melting I don't know what it was um I don't know it looked dangerous for that dude that was walking on that land strip right <laughs> with all the stuff rushing past him and I'm like okay um I'm not entirely sure what that stock footage was but yeah um, and then it was like the intro. Oh, oh, I guess we get all the the stuff that you explained, and then we get the intro. So we get this super long, like, um, uh, the cold opening, like a cold yeah. introduction or whatever, like the office would do, you know. Mm-hmm. Except theirs were good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the theme song is you know classic like 90s saxophone oh yeah <laughs> oh gosh it was like almost borderline like 80s porn music or something mm-hmm. it, it would have gone and hand just, in hand with like lethal weapon yeah and it was just like hasselhoff running around through the shadows and stuff um which brings up my first issue with the show it's called baywatch nights but this whole thing takes place during the day <laughs> yep that's did you notice boy. that? I did not. <laughs> I didn't notice that. it until the second time I watched this. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is called Baywatch Nights. Oh jeez, it's the daytime. <laughs> oh my gosh! I guess before we get too far, let's just go into our categories that we have. Which, when we do an awesomely bad month or even an awesomely bad show, um, take what we say is great and what is good of the greatest salt. Because I mean. <laughs> Everything's bad. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the point of this. Um, things that are good is I gave Hasselhoff some credit mm-hmm. because as corny as this was and everything he's, all the stuff that he's been in that is corny, he always like does everything that he can to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I'll give him some credit for that. And he's a generally like likable guy. Yeah. And uh, the character of Mitch is a, is a likable guy. I'll give him that. Well, if we're handing out stuff for acting, you have to give credit to the Viking Sven. Um, yeah. Because he was not given a lot to work with, and he he tried. He, I mean, and it was semi-successful, but it was just like, I, I could imagine he probably felt kind of ridiculous <laughs> running around oh, yeah. the docks. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't speak a word. Mm-hmm. He basically just grunts and he runs around and makes like weird facial expressions. 
acts angry the whole time. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, try to come up with things that were good and great. Yeah. Uh, were pretty, pretty tough. Uh I guess things that were awesomely bad. Uh I like how Mitch is an expert on Vikings all of a sudden. Yeah. Did yep. you notice that? Like he oh, had yeah. the answer for everything. Well, it's just like um, this show is like, entertaining and educational. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> uh, I love how the Ryan, the woman, she calls Mitch and she's like, I always thought Vikings were like these big, brutal guys that roamed around in paths and like pillaged uh, villages and everything. Uh, why are there only two of these guys? And why does the one guy have a stab wound? And Mitch is like, hmm, to me it sounds like a blood feud. And she's like, what's that? He's like, that's where two guys had an issue, and they would put them on a small boat together, and only one comes back alive. <laughs> I'm like, how does he know this crap? <laughs> right? There, There's so many terrible lines in this. Just oh, like, yeah. who wrote this dialogue? Um. Well, t uh, speaking of terrible lines, my favorite one was towards the end when they did a Viking funeral, which actually I've recently heard that uh, I think that that's kind of a bunch of bogus stuff, like the whole like put them on a boat, light it on fire and light push them to sea. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> during that time, so it's like in the harbor of wherever they are. I can't remember what San yeah. Diego or something. And uh, he just like pushes out this. Los Angeles, okay. He pushes out a raft, and then Ryan's just like, I don't know if this is legal, and uh, Mitch is just like, I don't care. And so he lights the arrow. Love it. And then he shoots an arrow like 200 yards. Yeah. And <laughs> I so, noticed that this time, like, he shoots the arrow, a flaming arrow, and it lands on the raft, and it immediately goes up in flames. And then they, like, show how far it is away, and dude, it is like... 150 yards away. <laughs> he's a like, he's a nice bird with the bow. Oh, that far? Like, I guess. Uh, if it's the right kind of bow, you could get it pretty far. But yeah, I mean, Rambo, I think would have had a hard time hitting that raft from that far away, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I think how he just kind of launches it straight in the air too, <laughs> and it just lands perfectly. Uh, I like the line too where. He's with the other guy that I don't even remember who he was. It's just like that random white dude that was with him. Mm -hmm. And Mitch says something about Vikings or whatever. And the guy says something about it. And he's like, I think it's the guy said something to him about knowing stuff about Vikings. He's like, yeah. He's like, if I was around back then, I'd probably be one. I'm like, what? Okay. You and yeah, your like, great looks. David Hasselhoff is a Viking? Okay. <laughs> the Germans would still love him. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> oh, gosh. There, there's a lot of random things that I thought about during this um, show. Uh, yeah, other than Mitch knowing everything about Vikings. Uh, there's a scene where these two dot guys are talking about football, but they're both talking about the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it seemed kind of random. And they even called out, too. It's like, oh, that, 
they're, and they're talking about NFL being rigged, which is hilarious because that's what people are talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you notice that? Uh-huh. There's a joke going around like, oh, the, the script for the NFL season. Um, yeah, and it cracks me up that they're talking about the Bears, but then I realized that they're in Los Angeles and it's 1997, and L.A. had zero teams in 1997. It's like, but oh. they did have the 49ers and the Chargers. Huh. <laughs> and then I just wrote, I don't know, the show's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just cracks me up where they're like, oh, they, the NFL hasn't had a good team since Walter Payton. And the other guy's like, oh, it's like a dick butt kiss. <laughs> like, oh, we're both talking about bears. <laughs> oh, man, I did not catch that detail. I mean, I did notice they were talking about the bears, but. Yeah. Just dumb. I guess I had more time to overanalyze this. <laughs> uh, the other thing I noticed too is that the character of Ryan has a really strange voice. Yeah, uh, she's got she's... some weird accent going on. Ah, uh, she's from something else that I've seen. Man, what was she? In See, that? I don't know, but I kind of looked away for a second, and I realized that if you close your eyes when you're watching this and listen to her talk, she sounds like a 13 year old boy. Oh, yeah, kind of raspy. Yeah, and it's like her voice is still soft and kind of feminine, but at the same time, it start it sounds like a boy's voice starting to change. <laughs> <laughs> and I just it was kind of unnerving once I noticed that, and I kind of laughed. Um, oh, she was in Law and Order. Like that's oh, okay. From. Yeah, I guess she did look familiar. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that man, that's really all I could think of that was quote unquote good. Um, the only thing I had for what I thought was maybe great was this show existed. <laughs> so I guess that's something. <laughs> well, I, I am very curious about kind of some of the other insane episodes a little bit, but I don't know that I'll ever get around to watching them. Um it, some of the things that just make me laugh, um, I don't know. I'm maybe I'll put it under what's good, but like they went way overboard with the whole like bringing these guys back to life, like in the science lab thing. <laughs> yeah, because they had all these like people working there, all these lights, all this like these fog machines, and all these things. It's just like what? Yeah. What are you even doing? But the thing too, so. Maybe this should go lead into what's bad. Like, I didn't even understand the premise of this because it's just like, okay, were you, you guys originally planning on frying frozen bodies and bringing them back to life? Because there was no explanation. They were talking to some random third party on the phone. And then yeah. the guy like disappeared, the main doctor scientist. And it's just like, oh, so I was waiting for the end for like some big corporate bad guy type coming in and being like, no, we need to keep these guys alive and blah, blah, blah for X and Y purposes or something, but nothing happened. Like the only drama that was really created was because the Ryan girl didn't want to see the guys kill each other. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Right. If they killed each other, that's get, uh, taking two birds with one stone. I mean, Right, and take that's, each other out. It solves the problem. 
And spoiler alert, that's what wound up happening. I don't know, maybe pull out a gun and blow him away. (laughs) Wild. If you're you're really worried about that. And that brings me to my biggest question of this episode. Okay. Why was Mitch Buchanan brought in? He's a freaking lifeguard. He's not a cop. No clue. Well, he he was invited. He's not a cop. He's not a detective. He's a lifeguard. So why is he the one that has to go out and bring these guys, bring the big dude back in? Well, you know the reason why he was there, right? Was because he was a Viking expert, apparently. And he would have really appreciated (laughs) seeing those frozen Vikings. (laughs) Which I I just realized, looking at my notes, um, when he talks about if I was alive back then, I would have been one. Um, What led into that was when the random white dude that was with him said, Mitch, this guy is berserk. And then Mitch says, you know, berserk that came from the Vikings. <laughs> and he explains what a berserker is. Wow. And then I think the guy says something along the lines of how do you know all this? And then he says something about, I think he like says something about reading it. And then he said, if I was alive back then, I probably would have been one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is the dialogue is horrible. But Hasselhoff delivers it seriously. Yeah. We could we could have done this. We could have done oh, yeah. this. <laughs> Dude, we could write an episode of Baywatch Nights. <laughs> oh man. I mean anybody probably could. Uh, yeah. I guess if we're going with the stuff that's bad, I, I have the whole premise of this entire show. Who thought it was a good idea to take David Hasselhoff from Baywatch? And put him in like a detective style show, or like a police style show, and have him go against supernatural creatures in the second season. Like, who yeah. thought that this is a good idea? No, that was bad. But um, I mean, like honestly, like putting him in a detective setup though, that was probably not or horrible. You know, I mean, he's yeah. he was super popular at the time and everything, but um. You know what? You know what we should do. We should totally write a Baywatch Nights episode and submit it to Hasselhoff and tell him <laughs> that he should make it. <laughs> oh gosh! Be like, hey, we yeah. miss you at Baywatch Nights. Can you make this episode? Yeah. My only um, suggestion and request is that you don't use the theme to Baywatch Nights. You just bring back the Baywatch theme because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because what a what does a Baywatch day need? Is a Baywatch night, <laughs> even though it takes place during the day. Oh yeah! Oh gosh! Um, other things that were bad, and I I think we both feel this way. The way it was shot was horrible. Like who who shot this? Oh like, man! Who, I... The director, like I don't. Was it like know, a John Blue movie? Podcast, Dude, it's worse than that. It, have you ever seen Hard Target with Van Dam? I can't remember. I don't have. think I've seen that one. Um, that I believe is a John Woo movie, if I remember correctly. But I think it's like one of his first Amer- true American movies. Mm-hmm. And that has some really strange shots in it. Like there's parts where things explode, and then all of a sudden Van Dam combs his hair, and it's in slow motion. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Uh, it, I'm, 
I'm happy you said John Woo because I got like some hard target feelings behind this. <laughs> um, and then also other things that thought made me think of is a slasher movie called um, Intruder. Okay. Uh, and it's got some really, really strange like angles and stuff. Uh, the one I'm really thinking of in this episode was when the Viking shows up on a dock after the guys are talking about football and they spot him. Mm-hmm. And a camera's like on, like tilted or something, and you can see the guy peeking out between like some beams and like parts of a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't know what it is that he's looking out through, but it's framed really weird. It's like off centered and tilted, and like I don't know if that's on purpose or what. Uh, another thing I guess I could compare it to is Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh some of the God. weird angles and like establishing shots with that where people are like completely out of frame and just Rick Jacobson is the guy that directed this. Well, the and thing that was bad too mostly is just TV stuff that he's done. Yeah. Well, the, um, I could probably count on one hand, the number of shots that were just static and had the subject in the middle because Everything was either moving, tilted, or at a weird angle, and zooming or twisting. And dude, at one point, I was just like slow motions and just like still shots that crawl by. Oh man, I I was just like I I could totally see somebody getting motion sickness from watching this, dude. And then all the flashing lights, like I don't understand how defrosting a frozen person has to have strobe lights. <laughs> It was it was big in the late nineties apparently. I guess like what is this flashing like a Europe concert? Like all the smoke and flashing lights, like what is going on? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's man. like yeah, it's like a kiss concert or something. I was expecting Gene Simmons to come out. <laughs> which might have made it more interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say it would have made it more entertaining. Oh man. Um short sidetrack. Um did I ever tell you about the Gene Simmons movie that he did with Tom Selleck? No. Called Runaway? <laughs> where Gene plays like an alien that's going around killing people like with this crazy gun. And it's and Tom Selleck's like this futuristic cop. No, never heard of that. Oh my gosh, we might have to watch that sometime. Because I, I think you might actually enjoy that one. <laughs> oh gosh. But it's, it's, a... it's actually on CED. I have it on CED. But, oh man, yeah, it's it's a pretty fun one. <laughs> I mean, I love Tom Selleck, and like, I don't know, I'm a Kiss fan, so I like that Gene was in it. But, Rock. But yeah, anything else you had that was bad before we get to like favorite scenes, memorable quotes, and all that kind of stuff? Um. Well, some of the other people's acting was pretty bad. Like some of the scientists and doctors. I felt kind of yeah. bad because I was just like, oh man, this is their small break and they're just like overacting big time. Yeah. Were they worse than when Hulk Hogan was on Baywatch? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'll say that Ric Flair was better than them. <laughs> <sighs> but he was also just playing Ric Flair, so. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the premise and everything was just, I'm going to go back to that on how it was just so dumb and so bad where it's just like, 
all they had to do was basically kill the two guys or let them kill each other. And then that was like the end of the whole thing. But somehow they took something that could have lasted five minutes and made it into a 42 minute episode. Oh yeah, for sure. And not a good episode. (laughs) Yeah. There's this also gave me feels of, um, there's a slasher movie that I watched called berserker. And it's like this ancient Viking that goes around and kills kids. Like, not kids, but teenagers out in the woods. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, that's another thing that could have been a five-minute thing stretched out into a movie. But, and it just dawned on me watching this. <laughs> They're talking about it now. Um, I guess favorite scenes, I guess more memorable scenes. Uh, I had the part where he talks about <laughs> Berserk. You know, Berserk came from the Vikings. That would just made me like groan. Oh my god, gosh. And <laughs> Mitch dropping his quote unquote knowledge, he was almost to the point where he's like, Did you know that the um the Vikings is the name of the football team in Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. So the Biggest thing I had, we talked about the Viking funeral at the end, and I just said, I never thought I'd see David Hasselhoff do a Viking funeral, but here we are. Uh, I love when he shoots the arrow and he just screams Valhalla. (laughs) 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 That that legit made me laugh when I saw this. Uh, Also, I love when the Viking guys are fighting, and the long-haired one, played by Sven, dies. And then I guess the quote-unquote good Viking uh, is, like, dying on the ground. And Mitch grabs his sword that was, like, broken and stabbed into the guy. And then the one guy asks him, he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, a Viking can't get into Valhalla without a sword. <laughs> and he, like, hands it to the guy so he can die. Oh, great. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. Thanks for the guy's probably just like, I wanted you to help me. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, here's your sword. It's all covered in blood. But the, like the look on his face too, like when he picks up the knife, he just like or sword, he just like stares into it. Yeah, it was really so weird. odd. So odd. Well, then, too- uh, yeah, I never thought I'd watch a show with David Hasselhoff, which made me um think that you know maybe Baywatch wasn't too bad. <laughs> <sighs> No oh, man. Well, like another thing too that was just kind of stupid about the whole thing was just like, why are you unthawing these guys with their weapons and relics here? Like, <laughs> you didn't have to have those. Why there. are they not tied down like Frankenstein monster? Uh, you know. Oh, oh, they were a little bit. Like, especially when you pay attention to the second one, they had him quote unquote strapped down. But as soon as to, they cut to when he woke up, the strap was like undone and he just like sat straight up. It was it was pretty cheesy if you pay attention to it. <laughs> Maybe I missed that part. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, yeah. One last thing on like really terrible delivery and totally awkward. Um, Ryan, who we already established, wasn't exactly the greatest at um, delivery. But when the second Viking woke up and was like holding people hostage, kind of, and he was, you know, infatuated with Ryan, 
the one scientist was just kind of like, oh, don't worry. You know, how would you act if you were frozen for a thousand years and then you just woke up with a bunch of weird random people? Yeah. And it was, it was, I I probably (laughs) delivered that better than he did. (laughs) It was, it was very (laughs) awkward. And I was just like cringing. Yeah. It's one of those, it's like, that was the take you went with. Did you have more than one take on that? <laughs> Probably not. And I like the, how the character of Griff just like randomly walks in, says something, and then walks away the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he was hardly even in it, and they kind of like built him up as like he's Hasselhoff's like partner. Yeah. And stuff. Or, yeah. That's the way it felt like. Yeah, almost like um, Walker Texas Ranger. Mm, yeah. Chuck Norris has his partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, dude, I, I think, was Walker Texas Ranger our last TV show we did? Uh, I think so. I think you mentioned that la- last yeah. time after we recorded. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. Well, do you have anything else you want me to get into trivia and facts? I, I don't have a whole heck of a lot for it. No, let's go ahead. Okay, so this was Edward Mulher's final acting role before his death. Um, he plays the old scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode reunited him and Hasselhoff together uh, for the first time since Knight Rider. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Angie Harmon, who plays Ryan, she was casted after she walked past David Hasselhoff on an airplane. <laughs> so she must uh caught his eye i guess um at one point david hasselhoff hated this series uh title and he wanted it to be santa monica nights but the buyers insisted on the visual uh link with baywatch hmm. which i mean if it was santa monica nights it might have been better and made more sense and then it could have just made him as a detective yeah and just not have him be mitch buchanan just have him be someone else uh, so the first series, like the first season of it, was in a style of a police drama. However, the ratings fell into decline, and for season two, the format was changed to that of a fantasy-slash-science fiction series to try to improve the ratings. Uh, the plan fa- failed, and the series was axed. <laughs> yeah. So Donna DiErico, who doesn't, um, is not in this episode... Her character of Donna Marco was later moved to the full-on Baywatch. Gotcha. So after the show folded up, they put her on Baywatch. Uh, so Hasselhoff, uh, Donna Dierko, Gregory Allen Williams are the only Baywatch actors to appear um, in Baywatch and Baywatch Nights as main cast members. Hmm. Uh, and then Sven Ole Thorson was a friend and longtime bodyguard for Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was his co-star numerous times. Um, probably the most memorable one is in The Running Man. He's the head of security or whatever for... Um... Oh, gosh, what is his name? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, the, the main The show guy. host. Yeah. I was trying to think of his character's name. Killian. Oh, nice. <laughs> Killian. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
I knew I recognized that guy and I had to look it up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Arnold's buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I saw a whole bunch of pictures of him and Arnold together. Yeah. So, uh, grades. I pulled from IMDb and um, that's it because <laughs> how about we do IMDb episode grade and IMDb series grade. Okay. What do you think those are? We'll go um, episode grade first. Episode grade <laughs> 3.5. A 5.5. What? And then what do you think the series grade is? 5.9? 3.8. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Holy crap. So this thing was considered gun. <laughs> yeah, I know this episode kind of has a cult following to it a little bit. I remember when I looked up worst um tv shows of all time like this came up and then it was like considered one of the most popular episodes of it because of how ridiculous it is so i think that's why i added it to the list i don't know we plan things out so far in advance sometimes that i forget why i add some things (laughs) (laughs) that's funny but i don't know it was worth a while watch it was entertaining i'll say uh i guess we can get into our grades um you want to go first um sure yeah so definitely bizarre i it's it's weird and it's bad from the aspect of like sometimes you need context from the tv shows to know what's going on to get a good enough idea of what's going on like why things are happening in the episode but from the looks of this you didn't really need any of that And yet they left so much information out and they made you feel like there was something more going on. And I don't think there really was Uh, because like I said, they, the scientist doctors kept kind of communicating with some third party. So you're thinking like, Oh, this is some big shot business, something corporate bad guy um, who never shows up never does anything and you never have any information on why they were bringing these guys back to life outside of maybe just a stupid science experiment. Um, totally bizarre. Um, no one necessarily did great acting. Uh, Hasselhoff definitely did the best. Um, it would have been more bearable to watch if the camera work wasn't so bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. And kind of to, going back to what you said, though, too, it was for the fact of it being a 42 minute episode, it was insanely slow. Like that whole cold opening took several minutes and then the amount of time that they were in that science lab getting everything ready to dethaw the guys took forever um so i gave this man i think uh yeah i'm gonna stick with a two out of five okay uh it's funny i had a hard time grading this too because it's terrible and it shouldn't have never ever existed but at the same time i found it entertaining I t- Man, it was really hard to grade. I'm going to have to fall on a two as well. I was borderline 1.5. Yeah, me just too. Because so many things in it were so bad. Even 
we mentioned not just the acting or the the premise, but the way it's shot is just it's awful. Like I don't know if he's going for like an artistic feel to it, but he failed. <laughs> um failed. You know, and, I, <laughs> and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know everything about it, but I know I I guess when I see something that I don't like, I know that it's bad. <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know this like i said this probably should have never existed um, i'm happy that it did because it's so bad it's just entertaining to watch but um yeah i guess i'd rather stick with plain old baywatch yeah i would which we did cover that. the the wcw episode with hulk hogan and rick flair and a macho man in it which <laughs> i would rather watch way more times than this even though I did watch this episode twice for the show. <laughs> your your sacrifice is appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Hulk Hogan, uh, next week we're going to be covering Hulk Hogan's very first movie, and that is No Holds Barred, which is a classic, awesomely bad movie. And I know you haven't seen this one, so I'm really looking forward to your thoughts on it. <laughs> Should be good. I've seen it a couple times. Um, I think I had it on VHS at one point. I still wish I had that, but I think I sold it. But yeah, so come by next week. Uh, we'll be talking about No Holds Barred. And until then, as always, be kind and rewind.